When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You listen to the AZ Wildcats podcast uh, presented by Arizona Lottery. Don't forget to get out and buy your holiday scratchers today. Joined by Ben White on assignment from, uh, where are you in, Ben? Sacramento? All right. And uh, the great John Schuster returns none of my texts during the game. That's all. uh, It's okay. No biggie. Um, But we have bigger fish to fry in this game. Arizona Arizona Falls. What was the final score, guys? I never get the final score. uh, 95 to 96. Arizona Falls. 96, 95. I think that was the exact score of that Gonzaga game with Blake Stepp, if I'm not mistaken. John Schuster in double overtime. Um, Um, yeah. Okay. Either Folks way, can look into that oh, one themselves. Here, here's the deal. All right. So FAU. First of all, we need to say FAU is a very, very good team. You can see why they were in the Final Four last year. John L. Davis um, was that was one of the better performances I've ever seen against Arizona, considering the caliber of play that Arizona was, the situation. Um, he's a bad dude, and uh, uh, this game though came down to me a couple things. When you get up in the way that Arizona did. Um, um, when you get down the way that Arizona did, or excuse me, when you get up the way that Arizona did and you let a team back in there, that's always going to be a problem. And the end of game play call and re- regulation and in double overtime, I thought were absolutely atrocious. Ben White, what say you? Then John Schuster. I think this game came down to just going into overtime. Obviously, that first possession of overtime, um, you wanted to get the ball to love at the end of regulation, and they just didn't do that. I think Arizona both times. both times, correct. I think Arizona had moments throughout the game where obviously Johnson and Love didn't play their best game up until overtime, and it really threw them off. And I think every aspect of what they did tonight, I thought defensively, they were all out of whack, which has been a rare thing to see. Um, you mentioned it a couple times. A few other people did. I mean, that screen and roll defense was just atrocious most of the game. And FAE was doing whatever they want in terms of looks, I felt like, for the majority of that game. But, yeah, I mean, the game down, came down to overtime. You needed to get the ball to love. You didn't get the ball to love. And, unfortunately, um, when you've got Davis playing as well as he did, I mean, 35 points just – Found lightning in a bottle there, especially there. I think in the second half of regulation going into overtime, it was it was really hard to slow him down. There was nothing you could do defensively. It seemed like, you know, that one shot, that floater or that jump shot over uh Keyshaw Johnson comes to mind where you just stick your hands up and he's clearly got the size advantage and you just think to yourself, what do you do? I mean, the shot kept going in. Arizona didn't capitalize and, and keep possess- uh, possessions. And there were just a number of different things that went wrong down the stretch. And um, the game was, you know, a thriller all the way to the end. Yeah, but, sure. but, but there were but there were also two really resilient teams. And uh, I think that was uh, something that's a positive to uh, take out of this. Uh, Florida Atlantic, oh, man, they, they're they good. You don't want to see them in the tournament. Their yeah. experience is uh, pretty darn impressive. And uh, what they were able to do to bounce back, and I think, the, I don't know if this will show up on the uh, feed, but every once in a while they do a little title thing uh, that they try to utilize to kind of, you know, uh, quickly capsule the game and there was a one word description up there that said lethargic in a 96 95 game it's kind of difficult to come up with that as your theme however i think the point that was being made that was on me i came up with that uh was when arizona was up 17 to 3 and 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 then kind of looked like they flattened out and flattened out for a good portion of the game what they were able to do i think in about the last seven minutes 
of regulation and into the two overtimes, uh, they, they, they gave themselves at least an opportunity. Uh, but in that middle portion of the matchup, it looked like possibly the lethargy maybe from uh, a, a couple things. Uh, perhaps an Alabama residual, which I was concerned about, and uh, perhaps, uh, you know, just thinking that this game maybe was going to be a little too easy. And then when it got into that point, the ability to get back rhythm becomes difficult. In many ways, this was a rhythm game. Uh, you mentioned Davis, who was exceptional and just kind of in a rhythm mode. Uh, I, I don't know if in those situations, again, if he makes that many shots. A couple of those, you know, got the benefit of backboard and rim and overall fortuitous nature. But I think what ha sometimes you're just on and things fall for you. And, mm -hmm. and, and it didn't really matter who Arizona threw on him. And, and Florida Atlantic is good enough in the backcourt, very good in the backcourt with other guys who put pressure on you as well. So, you know, from a from an entertainment standpoint, folks who were watching this game that maybe didn't have a whole heck of in, uh, a much involvement in it had to have enjoyed uh, what they saw because Arizona did some good things on their end too. But, uh, you know, Mike, I guess you mentioned this at the top. What would you have run at the end of regulation and at the end of the second regulation? That ball, in my opinion, that ball's got to be in Caleb Love's hands both times. I don't care what the play is. It's got to be in Caleb Love's hands. Uh, Boswell shot that. Both those, that's that's not Boswell's role, in my opinion, there. Arizona had a chance to put this game away. And again, I don't want to make Caleb Love out like he's LeBron James or uh, in a clutch situation, Kobe Bryant. How about that, John Schuster? But that ball, that ball, in my opinion, has to be in Caleb Love's hands. Whether And he needs to be the one that's getting downhill and getting to the basket. That's not Kylan Boswell. Uh, again, he's a good player. But Kylan Boswell is incredibly inconsistent at this point. Um, a lot of times when he's out of the game and Jane Bradley comes in, that's when Arizona goes on their runs to get back in the game. Boswell comes back in. It flattens out to a certain extent. Again, Boswell is good. I'm just saying he's going through some kind of a rough patch right now where he's not really being the impactful player that I think a lot of us are hoping that he should be. That ball, like I said, in my opinion, has to be in Caleb Love's hands for both of those shots. He's the one that's made those shots this year. That's got to be the situation. And in that last uh, the last play call, I would like to see something getting to the basket where yeah. as opposed to getting it to Boswell and then dribbling it twice and then passing it to Love with two or three seconds left on the shot clock, that to me felt kind of like a Sean Miller type last second play call. What do you guys say? I could definitely be wrong. I think, too, when you look at the fact that they took the timeout and if that's what's going to be drawn up and especially with somebody like Love, who's what, five feet behind the three point line? I mean, that was yeah. absurd. I mean, what's the point of even taking a timeout at that point, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. I think Boswell is, is somebody who is is very important to this team up until the last few games, obviously has a tremendous track record of, of shooting the ball defensively. I thought he did some good things, especially in regulation where he was forcing a couple steals and got Arizona back into the game from a momentum standpoint, but he just was not able to hit a shot. I mean, there was a point where I think he was one for, for eight from three throughout that game, and it, it just affected him mentally, I think, in other aspects of the game. You saw him passing up on wide-open jumpers, wide-open three-point shots because he didn't have the confidence to take those shots. And then when he tried to get other guys involved with some passes, I mean, how many times did Arizona bring the ball down the, the court and whatever they were trying to set up offensively, whether it was trying to roll Ballow or, or get Johnson in the lane and, and get going, there was just careless, stupid turnovers. I think a lot of those passes were deflected and it just created momentum for FAU. So a combination of just everything, you know, leading up to here. But let's say this, and I, I know we're seeing it in the comments. I know Saul pointed it out. A couple of other people pointed it out. FAU is a very good basketball team. Um, there's a reason they were in the Final Four last year. They, they returned everyone. They returned everybody. Exactly. So the fact that you only lost by one, and I think when you, when you play a basketball game like this, when you go into two overtimes, it really can be anybody's game at this point. So I know Arizona fans are going to be frustrated with some of the timeouts, with some of the strategy and, you know, especially the shot making down the stretch. But nonetheless, I mean, a, a really fun basketball game between two very good teams. And um, Arizona certainly doesn't want to see FAU in the tournament. I don't think any top program in college basketball wants to see FAU in the tournament. But Shoot, I think, uh, slap but me I, away. But I think to... But I think to some degree, uh, one of the things we did see today is, uh, and we've seen this for the last week, with Arizona has a very talented core and more depth than most teams in college basketball do. However, 
when Boswell is off, when guys like Boswell are off and guys like Crevis is off. Let's not forget, we've now had three consecutive games where Crevis has been basically a non-factor and Lloyd has not been comfortable going with him. Right. Uh, those two players may take Arizona from being a favorite to win it all to a very mortal basketball team. Uh, where other team, where, where a team like FAU can catch them. So the separation that Arizona has in that regard gets taken away from them if they're not if if they don't have the players who are able to play at a high level, ma even even not maximizing their game, but turning in consistent performances. Without those consistent performances, it uh, forces a little extra pressure on some of the other guys. And I think one of the obvious cases in point here is uh, looking at Pella Larson. Larson, who I think played reasonably well today, is without Boswell and without a guy like Krivas, but more Boswell. Without, without a guy like Boswell playing particularly well or as consistently as he's, he needs to be playing, uh, then you're at, the trickle-down works in the other direction. Larson, who is dangerous if, he's, if he plays within himself become, because it becomes very difficult for the opposition to match up with Arizona on the offensive end that far down. But when Larson is asked to do a little bit too much, that levels things off a little bit. Uh, so, 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 so I think one of the things that you're looking at in this matchup is the necessary consistency that Arizona has to get here uh, from some of the uh, from some of the other players. And again, you know, Ballo was exceptional today. And, uh, you, you know, his, his numbers were indignant. He almost single-handedly gave Arizona the advantage that it needed and should have been able to hold off in this matchup. But Ballo is one of those guys, simply because of his size, that you get, a, you get concerns about a point of diminishing returns once you get past, say, 25 to 28 minutes. And if he's playing into the 30s and if he's playing even higher than that, and sometimes right now he has to, uh, then you start to maybe be uh, concerned a little bit. I thought Ballo, however, was excellent today. But if you're relying on that game in and game out, maybe that's a little problematic. Arizona is better in the backcourt with four guards as opposed to three, especially two that you're still trying to work into the system. So whatever's going on with Boswell right now, I'm hopeful, and I think Wildcat fans are hopeful as well, that now that you're in conference play and you're playing, you have a share of games against a lot of teams that aren't as good as the gauntlet that you've just experienced here. It gives you an opportunity, it gives that bench an opportunity to get a little bit more comfortable and get to the consistency that Arizona fans and I think the Arizona team wants to be once it gets into the tournament. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple other things too. Um, I do believe, now Shu, I want to I challenge you a little bit here. I'll challenge you. I don't know if I'm disagreeing with you or if we are disagreeing, but if we are disagreeing, um, I <laughs> I believe like you asked me. We might me be agreeing. We might be disagreeing. Asked, we might be doing all these things. You asked me at the end, you asked me what was my problem. And I said at the end, like I said, I don't like Boswell shooting those shots. I don't believe that he was the one that should have had those. The other problem I had a little bit here. And again, I still think this is a very, very good team. I believe this is a top five team in the country. Um, the other thing I don't like, and this has become something that I think has become a little bit of a pattern. I don't like how Arizona plays their screen and roll defense, especially when teams are hitting shots. There are way too many times when they're playing under. I think at some point you got to start hedging those screens. And oh, you go ahead. No, 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 no. I, I, be, because what I find fascinating here, and I didn't mean to step on you here, but I was no, kind of here. I wanted to get a, get a little bit more specific in where you were going here. You look three games ago at the Wisconsin matchup where Arizona was so good in that style of game. And then they had problems against Purdue and problems against Bama. And, and, and in reality, you know, the last three teams that they've played are better. Uh, Purdue it has a wide body that makes it difficult to get around screens. And Florida Atlantic has one of the best backcourts in the country. That obviously plays a role in this. But you would go about this in what way? I think you, when, a, when a team gets going, especially with a guy like Davis, I think you've got to do one of two things. I think you either got to take the ball out of his hands or I think you have to hedge. What was happening, though, and we saw this against Purdue as well in the screen and roll action, is when a guy like Keyshaw Johnson drops five or six feet or whatever the case is, when you're coming off that screen, you're getting a shot. And when you're already in rhythm and you're a rhythm shooter, I don't think you can allow that to happen. I think you've either got to extend that out or whatever the case may be, I don't like how they play it because I think it's giving a teams, I think it's giving teams open shots that I don't necessarily feel comfortable with at this point. Ben White, let's say you. 
Yeah, I would say that's fair, you know, but I would also say when you look at the two key players for Arizona being Johnson and Love, I think you're going to be betting most nights for these guys to have better performances than they did. Um, and when Arizona's shooting consistently, when their guards are giving them consistent threes, that approach defensively doesn't become as much of a concern just because I think the way Arizona has played traditionally, you don't see a lot of that. Now, if they continue to miss shots and have issues, you're going to have to see some sort of adjustment. And today, you didn't really see that. You saw Arizona go into a game in, in double overtime where at that point, you know, the momentum could have gone really any other way. So I think it's a valid concern. I, I just don't know how much Lloyd is, is willing to make that adjustment at this point and from a personnel standpoint, what that looks like. Now, the promising thing is, and I think the one positive is, in terms of just adjustments when you talk about what needed to change is, Again, another game where we see Lewis and Johnson stay out there um, when they're hot. You know, in my opinion, I don't think Arizona goes to overtime. I don't think Arizona is in this game if KJ Lewis isn't playing today. I think he is kind of the underrated guy, just like we talked about last week. And we talked about him against Purdue and against Alabama a couple of days ago. But I think from a personnel standpoint, you've got to find a way to make all these guys mesh. And, you know, th this bench is as important as, as anybody right now because when Johnson and Love aren't playing well, you got to rely on somebody. And those two guys kept Arizona in this game up until the end. All right, here's also what I don't like, and I'm looking at this right now. Kylan Boswell is going by liking all of my tweets right now where I said, I don't want Boswell to shoot this last-second shot. Guys, it's not a oh, good goodness. look. Yeah, that's, again, whatever. Um, But, uh, Shu, again, I'm still going to say this because I know a lot of people are uh, – I think a lot of people are overreacting here. This is a good – this is a very, very good Arizona team. And I want to hit on your point a little bit, though, about Crevis because I think it goes into play a little bit here with the two play players coming off the bench. K.J. Lewis, my – I believe – like I said from day one i believe kj lewis is the best nba prospect on this team i thought he was absolutely fantastic today he has an ability he's always around the ball he has an ability to be able to just finish around the hoop um that is uh, that's something that is unique for sure um and jane bradley again I, I i i don't know why and again Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know why we're taking Jaden Bradley out just because we have, feel the need that we have to take Jaden Bradley out. I thought, he, again, he was very good today. Um, Crevis, though, like you said, that's that was kind of Arizona's trump card, that you could bring in a seven foot two dude off the bench who could finish around the hoop, had better natural basketball instincts than Ballo, and he's regressed in a big way. Well, I think, you know, what I think has happened, this is just, again, I think his regression is more team seeing video on him. And he does some things that allow defenses to pick up some tendencies. He, and, and it's simple, he brings the ball down a little bit. When he brings the ball down a little bit, every guard we've seen in the last three games has collapsed on him almost immediately. I think they, I, I, I think Crevis has a very good skill set that made things very difficult in the early going. Now you have coaches who have seen him who are telling their players, okay, he does A or B. So when he gets the ball, you collapse, and he's not going to be able to kick it out and give you an early look. Fortunately, being that we're a third of the way through the campaign, and in a at the conclusion of a very difficult stretch, now Crevis has an opportunity to be taught, okay, you can't do that, and he can adjust accordingly. I think Crevis is fine, but... I think teams in this window won better teams in this window uh, and have had the opportunity to scout him and it's been very effective and it has made him a lot more detrimental than Arizona ultimately needs. I'm confident and optimistic that he becomes the player and maybe better, more well-rounded, a player that helps Arizona come tournament time. The other person who I'm hopeful for and I know he's dressed out the last two games. And I think come conference play, he's going to get a lot more playing time because Arizona's going to win a fair amount of these games in lopsided fashion. That's a good thing, is Vesar. And if you can get those three guys, the, the, those two guys along with Ballo, to be playing in a, a, from a, a standpoint of confidence, then you have the depth that we saw that Arizona had, uh, what, two weeks ago, as opposed to uh, what, what we've, what they've, uh, again, they make, what we've seen is teams, for whatever reason, and the reasons may be varied here. I mean, I don't know what's going on with Boswell. I'm hopeful it gets fixed. I'm not sure. I My inclination is that the Crevis issue is that teams are just scouting him differently. Uh, but there's an optimism in me that knows they have a skill set, and if they get better, Arizona becomes significantly better as well. 
without them, Arizona is a team that is in a nail biter against a top five, a, a legit top fifteen in Florida, fifteen team in Florida Atlantic. Uh, but if you're playing at full strength or more, then Arizona is the daunting product that we expect come tournament time. Yeah. All right. Now there are there are a couple things. There's some real elephants in the room that we need to address. And first of all, who do you think on this team has gone to Circle K lately? Oh, uh, I, I think it's pretty clear the ones who haven't. Uh, if you go to Circle K and you're part of the inner circle, you know who's gone and who has you not. You know who's there and you know who's not. Join the inner circle for free. Don't be like people that aren't part of the inner circle. Uh, go download this inner circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit circlek.com for details. By the way, I went to Circle K today and I still, they still have the cheapest gas in the city. I am telling you all out there. Wilmot in, I can't remember, his Tank of Verde, wherever it is, but again, or Pima, Pima, I think. Yes, yes. Check it out. Cheapest gas in the city. And well, what else do I want to do? Arizona Watery. Now, let's just say that you're perusing around Circle K and you're saying, hmm, interesting. What's going on here? I want to make some money while I get gas. Arizona Watery. Check it out. Again, here's the deal. Go out and buy your holiday scratchers today. Find a retailer like our friends at Circle K, friends. Near you at Arizona Lottery, you must be 21 years or older to play. Please enjoy responsibly. Circle K. All right. I want to challenge people here that are saying this team's no different than last year's team. I totally disagree with that. I can't disagree with that uh, enough. First of all, last year's team had absolutely nobody that could make plays off the bounce. And you saw that against... You saw that against Princeton. You saw that against Caleb Love. For whatever you want to th say about him, Caleb Love can make plays off the bounce. They also didn't have any interior toughness up front. Keyshawn Johnson, as we've seen, is definitely that guy. They also didn't weren't able to bring athleticism and quickness off the bench. That but with KJ Lewis and Jaden Bradley is something that Arizona didn't have. Peeps, this is definitely a better team than last year's team. And quite frankly, it's not even close. Ben. So what you're trying to tell me, Mr. Mike Luke, is this year's team has better players than last year's team, huh? They have better players. They have not. more athleticism. They are stronger. This is a much better team. Let's just go position by position for, you know, uh, last year's team, you had Courtney Ramey at the two. With all due respect to Courtney Ramey, um, Caleb Love's better. With, uh, uh, you know, obviously you had, Cedric, you had Cedric Henderson and Pella Larson last year. This year you got Pella Larson and you got KJ Lewis coming off the bench. Now, again, Jaden Bradley, like I, again, that that's a pet peeve of mine. Ben White, you're smarter than me. You're in a cooler area than me. Ben, tell me what look, I'm missing. Look, I mean, this game comes down to a couple things here. When you look at what Davis and Gaffney did for FAU, 55 points, 22 of 40 shooting. Caleb Love and Boswell. 38 points, 12 of 41 shooting. Relax. It's Christmas. Right. Arizona shot terribly from the perimeter, from the field. They traditionally don't do that. It doesn't happen very often. FAU was in the Final Four last year. They have everybody back. It's okay. This is a really good team. These are two really good teams. And, you know, traditionally, you know, I think folks maybe want to have that look at Arizona and say, well, you know, in years past, we haven't had the athleticism or we haven't had the resume. We haven't been tested. But this is why you play these types of teams early on. And this is why you schedule the way this program has is you go through these growing pains. You learn early because we don't want to learn these things and have to go through these lessons come early March, come mid March, because at that point it's too late. So again, FAU is a very good team. Arizona had some issues tonight, no doubt about it, but it's nothing that I would be sounding the alarm. And if you lose a game like this, Mike, you're not going to drop from, from four to 25. It's just not going to happen. All right, Tony, the one thing I will say, though, is that what's different then is that Caleb can actually Caleb can make plays going to the basket and he can make those free throws again, like uh, at the end of uh, what was it the first half? So that to me is a big difference. John Schuster, step up to the plate, hit the home run that John Schuster normally hits. Well, you know, sometimes with launch angle, you strike out as well. Uh, but so uh, we shall see. But uh, one of the thing, you know, uh, one of the I, I'm not I, I I think generally speaking, we all agree that Arizona has more talent than it did last year and has situated itself very nicely. It's going to be a dumb thing to say when you get bounced in the first round of the tournament, but it's situated itself very nicely to have a much better tournament run than it did last year. If you listen to some of these conversations, it is absolutely amazing that Arizona won 30 games last Last year, which is a yeah. testament. We said that to, last year, uh, uh, which, which is true, but it remains 
it remains the case. They still did. They still won 30 games last year, and it gave them an opportunity to be to get better talent into the program, and that better talent, I think, is going to benefit Arizona. It benefited Arizona in the early portion of the campaign. It's going to, be, it's going to benefit them again. Are there concerns? Yeah, I think there are concerns. You hope that Crevis doesn't level off. You hope that Vasar can step up and give them a little bit uh, of – give them a lot more depth on the inside because then that wears teams down, kind of like we saw a few nights ago against Alabama, which is a good thing for Arizona. I have being able to, you know, just pound the ball on the inside eventually uh, is a benefit for a team that has that kind of interior play. So we want those two guys to be a lot more involved in the backcourt. You know, you can't uh, I, I think, Mike, your point about defense is very strong. Arizona has been remarkable defensively this year. But, you know, in the last week, there have been some issues and there are some things that uh, they're as a result going to have to address. And we'll see how well. Uh, they they do those things. But again, Arizona's ceiling is so much more than, remember, like um, a week from you proclaiming Arizona still the best team in the country? You know, I still so, you know, I, I mean, what do you believe? That Arizona is the best or the most talent, phys- physically talented team in the country? If you believe Arizona is the most physically talented team in the country or the best team in the country or whatever word you want to go for, then you'd much rather overall be Arizona than somebody else because Arizona can do a lot of things. Um, Again, possible reasons for concern. If the tournament lays out the way that, you know, things you can't predict, if you get an Alabama-Florida-Atlantic-type draw, you know, maybe that's a problem in back-to-back games. I th- Again, I think Alabama played a major role today in Arizona leveling off and giving Florida Atlantic the um, confidence that a good, experienced team has. I think Arizona jumped out very early. It was so easy. Then they hit a wall and they couldn't get the rhythm back. And FAU, to their credit, got back into this game. I think a lot of that had to do with Alabama. So I'm hopeful that Arizona's depth and conditioning is something that can weather that uh, come tournament time or that the bracket doesn't necessarily break that way. Those are issues. But generally speaking, as frustrating as the last week has been, I guess in a small vacuum, remember, Arizona loses in the game before Christmas on a regular basis anyways. So this is kind of part and parcel from a Wildcat basketball standpoint. We also need to give some credit here again to FAU. And again, I um, I am getting blasted by Kylan Boswell on Twitter right now. For everybody that's saying, Mike, he's uh, he's uh, I almost said a chameleon. I don't know and if we I'm can a hear the notifications too, by yeah, the way. Yeah, the two uh, Kylan Boswell is uh, liking every single tweet that I have ever, I, I guess, ever been critical of him. So whatever. Um, But I'll say this. Um. This is still a really, really good team. Bear down, bear five two zero down. You know you're my guy. Um, but again, this is a good team. This is still the team that went into Duke. Michigan State's going to be good at the end of the season. Um, FAU and Purdue. These are probably good. These are top what eight teams in the country. Quite yeah. frankly, I have a bigger problem with how Arizona played against Purdue than I did 100%. against. Um, uh, yes, I hope he's using my tweets for motivation. I'm dude. I'm here. I'm a dude here. Here in the, uh, I'm a guy sitting here in my living room, man, talking about Arizona basketball. Um, I don't. Uh, if I can be that impetus, then then very good. But here's what I'm going to say: is look around college basketball. Uh, Bear five two zero down. Talking to you a little bit. Um, Purdue is ranked number one in the country. They got the best wins in the country. FAU is a team that made the final four last year, and they return absolutely everybody. Uh, John L. Davis was absolutely fantastic. These aren't. This isn't like you're losing to Stanford. Um, I get it. Arizona fans want a final four. Trust me. I grew up thinking that. Uh, I grew up thinking that every four years. Arizona just went to the final four. It was a rite of passage. I grew up, you know, Schuster uh, lived the Ben Lindsay era. So I don't want to really get into that one, but um, (laughs) either way, this is still a really, really good team. I don't, but I had a bigger problem against the Purdue against Purdue because I thought Arizona was to use my favorite phrase, lackadaisical against Purdue. I thought they were leaving guys wide open that you can't leave open. And against, uh, um, against FAU, they made some tough shots, man. Like I yeah. said, there are problems that I have with this. I don't like the some of the end-of-game stuff, but at the end of the day, that's just kind of where we're at. Guys, yeah, tell th- me where I'm wrong. Yeah, and I think with the Purdue game, I mean, they were paralyzed, for lack of a better term. I mean, they were out of that game there midway through the second half, and there were far more issues in that game compared to what you saw tonight. But I think the, I think the one way to look at this, too, from a positive standpoint is, 
you had issues with the guards from a shooting perspective. Your defense wasn't very good. And in the second half, especially, you were missing so many bunnies and easy shots at the rim. I mean, the laundry list goes on and on. But with all that said, Mike, they were still in the game every other possession. They were only a couple shots away um, from either tying the game or taking the lead. So just think if you correct one of those things. And I know, you know, we talked a lot about Boswell, but it's only three games. I mean, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. The track record speaks for himself. For itself it's it's early or it's uh late december early january so again you have a lot of time to figure these things out and if just one of these things goes your way you very well are not only in this game but you're winning this game so i think lloyd and has even said it too i mean he expected not to be perfect throughout this stretch of playing the bamas and the purdues and fau i mean they scheduled this way for a reason if you go back five six weeks ago he even said it we don't expect to win all of these games but it's a great test for our guys because we get a gauge as to how good we are what we need to work on and it's a learning experience at the right time versus in march where it's a little bit too late so i think this is all a blessing in disguise for arizona i think the fact that you only lost this game by one point fau's guards gaffney and davis went absolutely crazy i mean they were making shots I don't care how good you are defensively, what your strategy was. I mean, there was nothing you could do to slow down Davis. There was absolutely nothing you could do. And Love came to his own, finished with 26, made some clutch shots that extended into double overtime. So uh, this team has overcome a lot of obstacles. And I think it's really easy to say, oh, it's you know it's frustrating and they should have won this game. But I think you got to give them a little bit more credit than that, Mike, because you could also lost this game by double digits with the way those two guys were playing on FAU. Yeah, we need to talk about that in a second. But now, why don't we get to the Desert Financial Credit Union by the numbers? All right, here it is. Um, Let's see. Uh, branded segment. This is presented by uh, Desert Financial Credit Union, uh, Arizona's number one credit union named by Forbes. All right, look at these numbers. Um, This is not good shooting for Arizona, 38 to 50. Uh, seven of 25, eight of 24. But I think some of the concerning aspects are that Arizona out rebounded them by 13 and 14 on the offensive glass as well. Almost all of those were by Umar Ballo, a uh, leader of men. Um, I, uh, again, those, that to me is a little bit troubling there, uh, John Schuster. Uh, well, you know, obviously you want to shoot a little bit. The, the, the troubling aspect is allowing 50% from the floor, but Florida Atlantic had to shoot at that level, which is way higher than most teams against Arizona are going to shoot this year. The fact that Arizona out-rebounded them by the number that they did is just the opposite to me. That's not concerning at all. That's great. Uh, and and uh, throughout the year, Arizona's rebounding numbers outside of Purdue have been very good, and I think that's the number that's going to keep them in the game and win them a bunch of basketball games. So that aspect of it uh, went, I, I think, to form and predictability. So those were, uh, you know, the, it, sometimes you're going to come into these games and you're going to shoot 38-39 from the floor, especially again, and, and, and again, I don't want to harken on it, and I know you can guarantee uh, players aren't going to say it, the coaches aren't going to say it, but I think that Alabama game was a little bit of a drain on the Cats. Uh, and, and you have to do it. I don't have a problem with that. It's a it, it's a learning experience that, you know, you have to work your way through, and in the tournament, you're playing games two days apart. So, you know, it, it, it's something you have to be aware of. But I think Arizona, if it's more comfortable with the depth that it has, has a much better ability to weather that storm. But something briefly... I kind of wanted to address with the two of you because it's come up a little bit here as well. Uh, you guys talked about Arizona's approach toward the end of the game and how you didn't really like what, what they ran at the end of regulation. Right. You didn't like what, what they ran at the end of the second regulation where the timeout was involved. There will be a forgotten play at the end of the first regulation from Florida Atlantic's perspective. And I think this has a little bit to do with experience and maybe philosophy. Florida Atlantic had the ball with about six seconds left and ran a play with, that looked basic where they were just going down the court and they were going to try to either, it looked like they were going to hope for a shot. Maybe they can take a desperation three, you know, something's, you know, maybe they get fouled, something goes in, something like that. That wasn't the play they were running. They had a guy yeah. from yeah. basically the, uh, from, from, from where the, the foul line extended, cut to the basket and if that bounce pass is good and doesn't deflect off somebody else's feet, they have an open layup at the basket with no timeouts and six right. seconds left. They had a play. And while it didn't work, it was a good one. And that's the type of thing that in those situations, I think, can be the difference between winning and losing. And it might be something that Arizona can learn from. At the end of the second regulation, Mike, Ben, would you have preferred that Arizona just ran it out? 
or is there something that you'd like to see? Well, I got time. I like maybe Arizona can run a little bit better. What direction do you guys go in those situations? I like the timeout. I just don't like the the strategy after the timeout. You got to you got to roll somebody to the basket. I think I think on that with that play right there, it's a great question. I think if you got if you're calling that timeout with five or six seconds left, unless you're doing something off a screen action pick off to the side or whatever you want to do, you've got to get the ball to the person that you want to have the ball. I thought it was wasted time getting the ball to another person just to pass it to Caleb Love for a 35 foot shot. I think that ball's got to be in Caleb Love's hands, or you've got to be running Caleb Love off back screen some kind of motion action to be able to get him the ball on the perimeter where he's either got a shot or he can take one dribble and get an 18 footer you got to do something like that in my opinion when you throw the ball in there and you just have Caleb Love stand there you're wasting two to three seconds there and you only got five and a half seconds to play with you okay uh if Love is double teamed then who are you going to who do you want Love to go to as your secondary option well, then I'm fine with whoever's got the ball then. I'm fine, even if it's Boswell. Johnson or Johnson or Ballow, and the reason why is because Golden was fouled out at that point. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm to, I'm totally cool. I'm totally cool with either one of those, to be honest with you. Um, but if you if he is double teamed, which I think you could easily see, then I think you got to get something with Boswell where you have him dr- either Boswell, whoever the case may be, driving to the hoop then, because again, then you're playing four on three. And you got to trust the person to be able to make the right play to be able to get that ball to the open person, or you got to trust them to be able to get uh, to get their own shot. I would have been more than okay with Jaden Bradley. Quite frankly, I think Jaden Bradley should play more. Um, I, I like when Bradley's in. I think that he's an underrated scorer. Shoot, and I disagree. I think a little bit uh, uh, on Jaden Bradley. Um, he can get to the hoop, um, and I think that I, I think that he helps there. But I, again, I I am more than okay with. Uh, I'm more than okay with you having to get to the hoop then at that point. If he Okay, so in practice situations now from this point on, if Arizona is going to address what it needs to do in late game situations, which are logically going to prop up again, you're looking at one or two options, right? You're looking at getting the ball into love and him trying to do one-on-one if he's on one guy or if he's double teamed, then in a contingency situation, who are you passing the ball to and what's your play? And that play may not involve love. So those are the things that you would hope in practice situations, if those are your preferred avenues, Mike and Ben, that Arizona needs to work on over the course of the next couple months. Yeah, I would agree with that. There's also something else that I don't understand, and I texted this to John Schuster, um, and uh, John Schuster did not respond. John Schuster, very hit or miss with his responses via text. But that's also called a... It's called a tease, my friends. Gila River Resorts and Casinos. John Schuster and I went up to go watch... Um, uh, Frank Caliendo. And we both said, where is Gila River Resorts and Casinos? You can see Gila River Resorts and Casinos because it's got the cool little waves that sticks out like a sore thumb and the entertainment value is second to none. Check it out. Gila River Resorts and Casinos, my friends. Uh, You do you at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Visit play at Gila.com for more details. Again, Gila River Resorts and Casinos. I don't understand why Arizona stinks coming out of the halftime. This has been five games now that this has happened. This has happened against Duke. This happened against Michigan State. This happened against Purdue. And then this happened uh, today. I don't understand against good teams. This can't happen. Why does this happen? It, it's kind of a reversal from last year. I mean, last year they they started out slow and then dominated in the second half. And now it's the complete opposite. Um, I think from a fatigue standpoint, she was right. I mean, that Alabama game and you just saw it in stretches. It just wore the crap out of Arizona. I mean, I don't care what anybody says. I, I get you're playing games spaced out five to seven days away, but they just they just looked fatigued. And I think this team from a guard standpoint, when Love and when when Boswell, when they struggle from shooting from the perimeter, when they struggle from shooting from the field, I truly believe it it throws off everything else Arizona's going to do. And I think you have options on the bench. Obviously, KJ and Bradley are fantastic. You've got Ballow and, and Johnson down low, right? But for whatever reason, it just disrupts that flow offensively. And I think you saw it in stretches today where, you know, maybe the shots were rushed, right? You had some bad shots. You had some turnovers on some um, crucial possessions. And when you're playing a team like FAU, you can't afford to do that. And you said the last five games, but Arizona has had that, you know, the majority of this year when they're not 
playing a, a high school team right in the non-conference. So I think you've got to clean that up because you don't have that margin for error. And you've got to clean that up a couple of ways. You've got to defer to other guys. I think KJ Lewis and Jaden Bradley are two guys who are going to continue to get more playing time. And, you know, if this keeps up with Boswell, we've got to start having that conversation of, of not necessarily benching him per se from the starting lineup, but really putting him in a position maybe kind of like Pella last year where you're that sixth man, but you come in right away and you contribute because Boswell's got to get it together from a shooting perspective because when he's not hitting Mike, unfortunately, there's not a whole lot else in terms of positivity. I know he can be great defensively and he forced a, a couple of steals today, but it just really throws off what they're trying to do. And I think they came out in the second half today. They couldn't find their shot. They obviously out-rebounded the opponent. I think 26 to 14 and, and Bala was 70, 80% of that in the first half. But, you know, th this team really has run into issues the last few games where when they're not shooting well, you know, we see a, a three-point lead evaporate. And before you know it, Arizona's down by seven to 10 points. And you just can't afford to do that against a team like FAU. You really can't. And Boswell was lost defensively on a number of occasions, too, even though there were a couple times. Steals that he did, uh, aren't the end all be all to defense. And no, correct. No, uh, you, sure. Yeah. You, and and I think if you've if you're up against a good backcourt and FAU may be the best backcourt that Arizona sees this year, uh, that guys like that can take advantage of that and find they can they can pinpoint where your weaknesses is are and Fort Atlantic obviously did a pretty good job of that. Although so something that Ben noted about Arizona not having much margin of error. I wonder if part of this coming out in the second half is exactly the opposite that in a lot of games this year, because Arizona wins games by 30 points up until this last week, that maybe there's too much margin of error. And they get into a position where, you know, a little just a little bit lackluster because they put the game away and then you get into a bad habit. So hopefully that not now that the necessity of that has to be addressed. And Mike, you're right. It should have been addressed after it happened in the Duke game and against Michigan State. But uh, it, maybe you need to re be reminded a little bit like this. And, uh, you know, perhaps it's something that Arizona can get curtailed, but obviously it's something we'll keep an eye on as well. All right. People are asking about Caleb Love. This is this is a, it's a fair question. All you people out there. And again, you guys all got to remember nobody here. Well, you guys are smarter than me. I'm just here talking to you as a fan. We're all fans right here. So, again, um, I appreciate all of your uh, input because, again, I'm just watching the game like you guys are as a fan. That's it. Play a little high school basketball. That was the extent of it. Uh, to quote Kevin Woodman, don't like to talk about it. Here's my deal with Caleb Love. Is that Caleb Love to me at this point in the game has a lot of built up, uh, has a lot of built up credits. He has been in big games. Again, didn't play great. Missed some shots like that dunk. He has to finish that dunk. There's That's just, there, yeah. you have to finish that dunk. You can't let that happen. But he has had so many, uh, he has had so many different plays this year in big spots where you either have that one or you don't. And I'll be honest with you. He's a lot like Mark Lyons in this regard in that um, I feel comfortable with him having the ball at the end of the game. Again, he's going to do some stuff that's going to drive you up a wall. But I think we've seen through this season, whether it was Duke icing all those free throws after he wasn't play after they weren't playing well, whether that was a uh, Michigan state where he gets the steal, the free throw, um, this game, heck, even the threes, the free throws. And it means a lot to me when you have somebody that can step to the free throw line and you know in a big spot it's going to make 30 in a row if you need to. That that to me is kind of where he gets the credit, the where he's had some of these credits built up that I don't um again, you gotta criticize him, but in in nut up time, he's the he's the dude you want with the ball and that means a lot. And like you said, Tony, that was a selfish play with the dunk. You've got to absolutely be able to uh, finish that one. But I'm uh, he, he's done enough for me in big spots that I'm going to give him some passes, Shoe. Now, I could let's be work, wrong. Let's work off positives and negatives here. Uh, if you if you want to view it, at, first off, uh, I have no problem. Love is the guy who clearly wants to have the ball late in games and has made big shots. However, today... 
from the last four minutes of regulation into the two overtimes, by my estimation, he was three of 11 in that stretch. That's not necessarily what you're not. Now, did were those three shots big? Yes. You guys pointed to the uh, dunk that he missed, but he missed other shots as well. Three of 11 by my count in the last four minutes and into the two overtimes. Right. So you want your clutch guy to be a little bit more clutch than that. Yeah. But he's obviously the guy who wants to have the ball in those situations and I think has the ability to excel. I think my bigger issue is less about whether Love has the ball late in the game and that it feels to me like Arizona's ball movement overall is a lot less than it was last year. And it, I don't I feel like a lot of times I'm not really watching a Tommy Lloyd offense like uh, that that. Arizona, the, the 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 first two years of Arizona, while the talent wasn't as good, they appeared to me to be a lot more comfortable moving without the ball, making the extra pass, and getting something to happen. And it seems to be, me, me like maybe there are times here where Arizona kind of becomes a lot more enamored with the try to break you off the dribble thing. And I don't understand necessarily why you can't do both. And I'd like Arizona to be a little bit more active not and not just be a team that falls in love with, well, is Cable Love going to make something? Is Boswell yeah, going to make that's something a fair, happen? That's a very fair and, point. And, and so I feel like there are opportunities for help here. And maybe Arizona right now is just kind of enjoying the love and or Boswell and or Lewis and or Johnson individual show instead of doing some things that can ultimately help them get better looks by may by moving with a simple stuff moving move without the ball and make a couple extra passes it might take a lot of pressure off of those guys if you do something as simple as that Ben White do you disagree with him believe it or not I don't it's it's a rare good point by John Schuster you know and I think actually yeah, actually. Yeah, I think too, and maybe something to consider. I think when you maybe look at what Boswell's doing, maybe there is some bad habits or just something off mentally from him. And I think maybe that is because you're watching somebody like Love. And it's not necessarily because Love is doing the wrong thing out there. Shoe noted, three of 11. That's not great during clutch time. But Boswell needs to understand that he is not the same player and he does not have the same role. I felt and I thought, you know, the majority of that game, there were possessions where when he had the ball, not only was he shooting Mike, he wasn't looking to pass the right. ball to anybody else. And that's very uncharacteristic of him. And that's maybe also something we have to take a look at the last few games where maybe there is a little bit of sense of, okay, I look at love, you know, he's kind of doing whatever uh, he wants out there. I want to get my points too. And maybe he goes a little bit into the equation. Um, you know, I think offensively, they're not moving the ball. Like Shu said, they could be a lot more efficient, especially when you have eight guys you can go to. So it, it doesn't really make much sense to not move the ball more and get other guys involved. So I just thought during stretches, you know, especially you see it from the guards where, you know, Love and Basel need to be a little bit more open to finding some of those other guys. And especially, I mean, I get that um, I get that Golden came back in the second half. I, I was shocked that he came back watching the way he rolled that right right ankle in the first half. That was a non-contact. Yeah, no, no kidding, man. That's a yeah. great point. But but nonetheless, you know, I was surprised they didn't go down a little more. I mean, that's what Arizona has done. They've been a defense to offense team first, and they really do set the tone down low with those two guys and Johnson and, and Ballow. And they just went away from that. I thought the guards were trying to do too much. I thought Boswell and Love at times were both too selfish with the ball. And you've got to keep things moving. And I thought they got away from that today. I'll tell, put it to you like this, Ryan Neal. And maybe uh, I would... If, if I had to pick any team in the country to win a national championship at the end of the season, I would pick Arizona. So, um, not sure what to say right there, but, uh, that's, uh, take, take that, take that for what it's worth. Um, and we're not rooting against Boswell. We need Boswell to would, get I, out of, snap I, I, out of this. Again, I mean, make no yeah. mistake about it. Here, here's the thing that I'm going to tell. I always tell people this. With if I was doing a uh, a post game talk and Ben, I don't even think you were alive at this point. But if I was doing a post game where Daniel Dillon was playing thirty five minutes a game, and Daniel Dillon is not playing well, you know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to beat up Daniel Dillon because he's not he just wasn't capable of being that good. He was just kind of limited. Kylan Boswell is capable of being good. We've seen Kylan Boswell be good. That to me is the difference. Um, so yeah, um, if I'm being critical of a player or their play, it's because I know they can do better. If I think they stink, 
I'm not going to talk about it because that's just kind of who they are. John Schuster, I stink. Tell me I stink. Uh, fortunately, I'm in another building, so I can't. <laughs> that's why it. we do these in separate <laughs> right. Right. Exactly why. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I expect Boswell to be good. I, 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 I think there's, I, I don't know. Ben may be onto something with the ego thing, though. I, I, I think there's, there's potentially something going on with that. But to, to me, and you, you know, Mike Luke loves his comparisons, so I'll make one instead, and and and, and step on Stinky Luke here. Um, you know, it may have even taken a little while for the uh, Arizona, what, what what many view as Arizona's best backcourt can tandem, the Damon Stoudemire could lead the Reeves team mm-hmm. from 1994 to figure out what it was and how the two of them were supposed to play together. So I think what you're hoping for with this Arizona unit, in addition to Lewis and Bradley stepping up and giving Arizona the depth that they need, is that dynamic players like Boswell and Love can figure out how they can coexist. And it, it it appears right now that it's Boswell that is struggling a lot more with that, unless there's some other stuff going on, and I'm not entirely sure there isn't either. Uh, because he looks a little flat, little, you know, sometimes it looks right, and a lot of times it just doesn't. And I'm not entirely sure why that is just yet. But now you've got a number of games in this conference that is going away with a lot of teams that aren't very good that Arizona should win fairly handily. Uh, so that hopefully gives the Cats an opportunity to be able to navigate that backcourt a little bit with two players who need to coexist in a way that allows uh, allows the overall to function a little bit better. And if Love is playing well and Boswell is comfortable with the way Love is playing, and if Boswell is playing well and Love is comfortable with the way that Boswell is playing, then I think that bodes extraordinarily well for Arizona and is a problem for a lot of teams on the schedule. Uh, that is a lot of problem. You know what's not a problem, though? Empire flooring. Again, empire flooring, my friends. Yeah, again, I can speak from personal experience. My parents live in a much better house than I do because they are much uh, more successful people than I am. But... And a big reason why is they have empire flooring. They go in there and people are immediately starstruck by the flooring. When you see it, it is kind of like, it's like watching Bruce Pascoe in a library. You know that you're watching genius going through and these books are quaking in their shoes just looking at Bruce go by. That is what it is when you put your shoes on an empire flooring. That was all ad-libbed. Was that good? I could not tell for a yeah, second that that was all. I thought you had it. I all think right. that was scripted. Yeah, it, it, was very perso- it was a very personalized script. But I, Bruce, you know, I'm thinking for a while that must have been scripted. It was impressive. Bruce Pascoe is not in this script. Right I hope here. Pascoe has Empire Flooring. Yes. Okay. Yes, I do as well. Schedule a free in-home estimate today. Um, all listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use promo code PHNX. Restrictions apply. See EmpireToday.com/slash/PHNX for details. Um, all right, now, um, with uh, Arizona going into the rest of the conference, it's going to be interesting because um, the Pac-12 is terrible. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's awful. There's not going to be many games. The Pac, the Pac, yeah, come on, Ben, get in there, Ben. The Pac-12 is absolutely awful. Um, I don't really know uh, what. To, there's not going to be many opportunities for wins. This would have been a really nice win to have, um, but. Arizona runs the uh, runs the table, which I think they'll lose a game or two. Actually, no, John Schuster has a bold prediction right here. John Schuster and then Ben White. In the last year of the pack, damn it, Arizona's going to run the table in this conference in the regular season. Boom. Hmm. Ben White, do you want to stop? Ben White, step in there. I, I thought that, I thought he was going to say something else. No, but I'll I'll agree with him there. And I think <laughs> wow, that's a great Ben. That's a crazy prediction that's never happened in this league. Never, never, never. You right. think it's going to happen this year? I I, I think there's I, a very real chance it could. I think it is going to happen. Shoot, stole my thunder there. And you hope that Arizona channels whatever they need to work on here, whether it's Boswell, the guard play, just tightening things up on defensive the on the defensive side. You hope they channel that correctly. Um. Cal Stanford, you're going to beat the living crap out of both those teams. So a good opportunity for Boswell, somebody like him to get his confidence back, get his shooting back. And um, you carry that into the mountain schools and then you go down and uh, take care of business against Wazoo. And then USC, UCLA, um, USC might 
is probably going to be the most interesting out of all the the teams coming up. But outside of that, Mike, I watched UCLA last night. They're absolutely terrible. Um, these other teams are really bad in the conference. So um, you hope that there are some some mental wins and some things to tighten up. But I think you're going to learn more about this team the last four weeks than you will here the next eight. That's for sure. All right, Keyshawn Johnson, we got to be honest. Cord Lopez, you are, I disagree with you on some of your Boswell takes, but we had to talk. Keyshawn Johnson was kind of MIA. Um, Keyshawn has got to be, Keyshawn's got to be better. There were times when he was getting rebounds. He made a big three-point shot, but Keyshawn's got to be better. There's, uh, again, I've I've said before, I've said many times this season that Keyshawn Johnson and Cable Love are the uh, two most impactful players on the team. Keyshawn's got to be better, John Schuster, and that's your guy. And uh, yeah, well, uh, and I think it'll be a lot of folks' guy as well who follow Arizona basketball uh, through. I, and I think he's going to be fine. Uh, uh, you know, it's a long season with, uh, you know, a lot of different challenges that are ahead of you. But uh, one of the things that I've liked about Johnson and love that makes me feel good about Arizona's chances in the tournament are that is that their experience is legit and in big game situations more often than not, they're going to give Arizona a positive opportunity to move through. So, you know, even if Johnson, we expect Johnson's shot to be off a little bit, uh, but we also like that he rebounds pretty well. The athleticism at a variety of different positions and defensively, he's able to step up effectively as well. Today, he was up against a guy who was just making everything and it didn't matter whether it was Johnson or Larson or Love or Bob Boswell, or the guy with eight and a half toes in row 35. Uh, whoever You were uh, in row 35? I have more than eight and a half toes. Uh, and, did but, the, did uh, the stadium even fill up to row 35? Uh, that's a, a good point. It kind of it looked a little quiet, didn't it? And it was interesting on the television broadcast where they were talking about McHale Center North, and it seems like, well, McHale Center North brought about 400 people, which is about 395 more than Florida Atlantic brought. But, uh, <laughs> uh, you, you know, nevertheless, there were uh, a few, uh, shall we say, several, shall we say, a lot of empty seats in today's game, which also isn't a bad thing in the come tournament time, especially in those early rounds. That happens, too. So, you know, you get uh, some different experiences in the process. And, you know, uh, getting back to Johnson, I don't think Johnson defensively, sometimes the other guy just makes shots. And this was I think this was one of those. Games. And, and again, it, it if Johnson, if if Florida Atlantic was successful only against Johnson, you could pick on Johnson. But Florida Atlantic put up 96 points and was effective, especially in the backcourt against three or four other guys I mentioned, too. So, you know, sometimes you're just in a position where the other guy is a little bit better. But I'm generally too very optimistic about what Johnson brings to this team and his, ability to, and, and his ability to make Arizona better and not shy away from difficult scenarios uh, in big moments. You know what doesn't shine away from difficult scenarios and difficult moments? The Desert Financial Credit Union. Um, now, uh, I will say this. John Schuster, do you, uh, have you used the Desert Financial Credit Union? I've driven people there. Does that count? Uh, I would assume these were important people. Ben White, you're a uh, you're a man of the people. Have you been to Desert Financial Credit Union before? I have. Okay, there you go. Listen, <laughs> both of these people, John Schuster, simple. Simple. talk about and talk about. I have simple the end. different ends of the spectrum. One person is Schubert people, mm -hmm. the Desert Financial Credit Union. The other person is probably partaking. Check it out. When you open a free checking account online, get $200 in bonuses. You can get started by visiting desertfinancial.com slash 200 and Shady Rays. Shady Rays, my friends. Now, I know our good friend NPOB ordered Shady Rays. Now, NPOB has been causing problems on Twitter for, gosh, before I was even at the radio, right, Shu? Uh, since before Twitter. Oh, uh, yes. Before, before, before Twitter, Twitter became... Yeah, yes, yes, but yeah, before it became X. But check it out, Shady Rays, uh, NPOB got them. NPOB is a leader of men, a leader of sunglasses. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. All right, let's sign this one off. We're going to be off for the next two days, but then we're coming back and we got all, I'm going six straight days. Six straight days, my friends. Um, all right. 
overall, I was uh, there were some aspects to this game that I was definitely disappointed in. But people, I'm going to keep saying this: Florida Atlantic is very, 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 very good. If Florida Atlantic were in the Final Four again, we should not be surprised. Um, ben White, you think that Florida Atlantic might not even make the tournament? Tell me where you're wrong. <laughs> Can you imagine? No, I, I think um, I think when you look at today's game, it's definitely an NCAA tournament type game. It's not a first round game. It's a Sweet 16. It's an Elite Eight. It's potentially a, a Final Four matchup, like you said. Um, Arizona obviously has a few things to work on, right? Things that have carried on the last three or four games. Shooting is a concern. The guard play is a concern. Defensively, there are some things that you need to tighten up. But the fact that this team was able to be in it and go to two overtimes, only lose by a point, and you had players on FAU, somebody like Davis, 35 points shooting out of his mind, as we've talked about throughout the broadcast. There wasn't really a whole lot you could do there defensively. And, you know, Gaffney is another guy who got hot for FAU. So FAU is a very good team. They return everybody. They were in the Final Four last year for a reason. And I think Arizona is going to be happy that they've played this stretch of this, these opponents the last couple of weeks being themselves, FAU Today, Alabama, Purdue, and so on, because you've really learned some things. And while I think Arizona is one of the best teams in the country for sure, um, there are certainly some things to work on. And, you know, why not get ahead of it now and, and learn this in, in late December versus uh, learning this when it's a little bit too late in, the, in March? I got to tell you something really quick, John Schuster. Um, and then you have the floor, as always, because the venerable statesman um, will uh, be the one that uh, ends it. But I was texting with a buddy of mine, Chad McDonald's. Mm -hmm. uh, I've right. met Chad McDonald's. The legendary actually. CM. I certainly have. Yeah, it's, that's not really his name. Mm -hmm. But he asked, he's, uh, he's part of our inner circle. He is part of our inner circle. Uh, I was at Bob Dobbs, by the way. But Chad McDonald's, the great Chad McDonald's, um, asked me, he said, are we getting Zoom Diallo? And I said, uh, what was I? I? I said, who cares? Big Bill Norton just announced that he's <laughs> coming back. That is the best way that I can tell you where the back the A movement is. Arizona becoming a football school along with basketball. All right. That just got excited for me. Now, John Schuster, close it out as only the venerable statesman can. Well, uh, since I'm venerable, hopefully I don't close it out with a heart attack. That would be a viral, I suppose. <laughs> but, um, John Schuster has <laughs> passed away on the post game. <laughs> Probably wouldn't do me any favors. Uh, you can only do that once. Uh, then it just becomes a little bit passe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was... <sighs> yeah, I can feel the palpitations as we speak. Uh, I, I, I'm... I think for me, the concern, one of the concerns is that I'm hoping Arizona can get consistency in depth. Uh, and if that, um, you know, if that aspect helps, I think then the talent that they have on the roster can flourish a little bit. There are opportunities there over the course of the next couple months in a conference that up and down the roster isn't very good. So Arizona is going to be able to win games by significant margins. However, Lesson number two I'm hopeful that is learned today is that sometimes 14 points ain't enough. Yeah. Maybe when you're up 14, you better be up 20. And maybe when you're up 20, you better be up 30. And, and eventually – on the neck. And eventually, eventually you can get to the point where you can tell that, yeah, you're better than the other team and you can play 11, 12, 13, 14 off the bench. Okay, fine. Uh, but – you know, Arizona did not do that today. Up 17 to three, it looked like this was going to be a child's play game against a Florida Atlantic team that was a nice story. That schedule was all right in the non-conference. You know, bringing a lot of guys back is a good thing, but that, that probably sort of like San Diego State benefited from some breaks and some big buckets late in tournament play that maybe advanced them a couple rounds further than perhaps they should have. Instead, they showed a lot of gumption and Arizona flattened out and Florida Atlantic was able to get a marquee victory for them that is all but certainly going to assure them of a favorable seed when the bracket comes out. Fortunately for Arizona, I don't think it's going to hurt the Cats much at all because they're going to win a bunch of games in conference play. And uh, I, I, I would expect Arizona to be in good shape. I would be surprised if these two teams are in the same bracket. So if you had a rematch of this uh, matchup, I think you'd be seeing it uh, possibly in Phoenix, and that would be good news for both teams. Uh, but those are things, generally speaking, that, you know, I want Arizona to be more consistent from up and up and down the roster standpoint. 
And I think that's leveled off in the last week for a variety of reasons that we have discussed. The ones who pop up immediately into my head are Boswell and Crevis. Uh, but I'm looking forward to Vasar getting out there as well. And I'm hopeful that as this conference uh, season plays out, that he can be a contributor that gives Arizona a number, you, you know, another ele- another significant element on the inside. But when you're up against good teams, you take care of business. And, you know, Arizona, Arizona had a chance, I think, to close this one out and just couldn't get it done. I need more K.J. Lewis. John Schuster, I will keep talking about K.J. Lewis. I will sear it into your brain. Uh, what well, say you about I have no problem with that. I, know, say hey, I, I hope you're right about Lewis, and I hope you're right about Bradley. You know, I, I, I think those are, you know, and you've talked about them being uh, defensive stalwarts that can give Arizona a little bit of a spark. That was some stuff that Lewis did today that was great. And I think there's reason to believe that that core can do a lot of very impressive things for Arizona. So if they're on the floor for an extended period of time, maybe Arizona decides to go to a smaller lineup, what they did at times today, which I think in a brief window helped them close that, what was it, five or seven point gap where they allowed it to get back to even. That lineup helped a little bit. So I think that's a lineup that Arizona can go to, and Lewis and Bradley are instrumental in that matchup. I don't have any. You can you can do you can sear all you want. You can have it your way at Burger King if you want to, or Del Taco if you want to flip that burger on the char broil back and over just to get it right. And if it says Kate, uh, if it says Lewis, I'm fine with that. Oh, by the way, Del Taco definitely does not char broil their cheeseburgers. There's <laughs> well, no maybe, way maybe for the Lewis special, their start, or really for the Mike Luke special, perhaps they'll start. <laughs> all right. For, uh, here, just around the corner. All right. For the precocious Ben White, what's another one? For the uh, for the elder statesman, John Schuster, the elder Schuster, and Danielle behind the scenes making all of this happen again. We wouldn't even be on the air with Danielle because I can barely tie my shoes. We need tech wizards. Ben White can attest to my technological insufficiency. This is true, Ben White. This is very true. All right. Yes. Uh, all right. On that note, though, everybody out there, you guys are you guys are the ones that make the show. Really, really appreciate you. And for the person that's asking, why are we being homers on here? Well, I mean, it is. The, it's called the AZ Wildcats post game. But for Ben White, John Schuster, I am merely Mike Luke and Danielle behind the scenes making us sound awesome. Oh, Tad, Del Taco, you need to get the Del Taco cheeseburger. I don't get any of the other food there. I just get the cheeseburger. Check it out. It has been uh, it has been consumed by the great Brian Jeffries and Lamont Lovett as well. They signed off on it. Ben White, you saw them sign off on it. I filmed it, yep. Yeah, you did. Heck, you were, yeah, you were there. You were in the building. All right, on that note, you've been listening to the AZ Wildcats postgame.